Well, hello there, grown-ups. Did you know that we depend on your generosity and support to keep making Bust or Trust? If you subscribe and support Bust or Trust on Patreon or Apple Podcasts, you'll get access to lots of lovely extras like weekly subscriber bonus episodes with extra evidence, ad-free listening and early access to all our episodes. More to come soon. To support Bust or Trust, just click subscribe in Apple Podcasts or visit patreon.com forward slash Bust or Trust podcast. Or for more information, visit our website at bustortrust.com. Can you unravel the world's greatest mysteries? Can you explain the unexplained and find the pieces to the most puzzling cases? Or have you cracked the Cryptos sculpture code and want to know where to collect your prize of a bag of sweets? Tiernan, no one has cracked the Cryptos code yet, and there isn't a prize if you do. Well, if you haven't cracked it, how do you know? <sighs> Are you a mythbuster or a myth truster? I'm Tiernan. And I'm Athena. Welcome to Bust or Trust. A kids' mystery podcast. And, and we, we are, are the Busters or Trusters. We look into some very strange stories from around the world. No mystery is too big for us. Monsters, ghosts and all kinds of unusual sightings. Like that time you saw that shoe on top of a bus stop. <gasps> there are always shoes on top of bus stops and no one will ever know why. It's a real mystery. Maybe we should do an episode about it. Even our chief detectives won't solve that one. We dive into all the evidence we can find and present all the facts, figures and testimonies. Then it's up to you, our chief detective. You'll work out what it all means and make up your own mind. Is our case paranormal or just normal? Hmm. Are you a mythbuster like me? Because things aren't always what they seem. Or are you a myth truster like me? Because the world is full of things science can't yet explain. Like what? Like whatever this weird creation is on the table. That's my lunch. It's a lasagna. Oh, uh, that does make sense. Sorry. We'll tell you at the end of the show just how to get in touch and you can let us know if you're on Team Buster or the best one, Team Truster. We'll also hear from you, our chief detectives, and your thoughts on the previous cases. So stay tuned. But until then, make sure you take notes, pay attention to all the information, and start putting together your case. The case. Today's case is truly abdominal. It's about ghostly stomach muscles. Uh, no, it's about the Yeti. Oh, you mean abominable. A word that means something really terrible, like your spelling. <laughs> I suppose to describe something really terrible, it does make sense to use a word so horrible that no one can say it. Abominable. Show off. Anyway, we don't know if the Yeti is abdominal or abominable, as no one's ever really got close enough to know it properly. So I think everyone's just being mean. Well, the Yeti can't get upset if it doesn't exist. Huh, says who? Anyway, Athena, it's not up to you. As always, it's for our chief detectives to decide. I was only kidding, but you're right, and this is a very famous case for our listeners. And I bet there's a mountain of facts too. A mountain, good one! So, let's not peak early and start with what we do know. The Yeti is a legendary creature that is supposed to live in the snowy summits of the Himalayas. The Himalayas are a mountain range in Asia. It's so big, it crosses several countries and regions, including Tibet, India, Pakistan, China, Bhutan and Nepal. They're also home to a lot of the world's tallest peaks, like Mount Everest. 
Because the mountains are so high, cold and snowy, they are very remote and tricky to get to. But many communities call this harsh landscape home and it's long been a hotspot for travellers, explorers and adventurers who want to experience life in this extreme climate and climb the world's tallest mountaintops. Great facts, Athena. Now let's get straight on to... Oh, wait, not Yeti, Tiernan. I'm getting there. The legend of the Yeti has been told for a very, very long time amongst different peoples of the Himalayas. There are several different versions depending on the region, but most agree it's a large, ape-like creature that walks on two legs, has long, shaggy, thick hair, a bit like Bigfoot, but with a thicker coat. Oh, I wonder if the Yeti and Bigfoot are friends. Though from the sounds of it, the Yeti is a bit more grumpy than its American, uh cousin? Friend? Some people believe the Yeti is gentle, though, and even capable of meditation, which sounds amazing. But most fear it, and a lot of witnesses claim they've been attacked or it's eaten their livestock. Which is why they call it the Abominable Snowman. Excited, Chief Detectives? Well, wait till you hear the very interesting evidence we've got for you to help you decide if the Yeti exists. Let's do the opposite of most who go to Everest and start at the top. First piece of evidence. Our first piece of evidence is the legendary myth of the Yeti. As Athena said earlier, the legend has been around for hundreds of years and has been found across many different parts of the Himalayas. Remember, it's a big place. The different inhabitants of the area all have their own versions too. Even though there are a lot of different names for the Yeti, the description is usually very similar. A tall, hairy, wild creature that walks on two legs and lives in the snowy mountains. There are even pictures of them painted on the walls of Tibetan Buddhist places of worship. That's really interesting, Tiernan. But how does any of that prove the Yeti exists? Well, think about it. How did so many different people spread over such a remote region all have the same idea about an abominable snowman? Because they must have all seen Yetis. Yetis? Yeti. Yetises. I'd go with abominable snow people. I do agree, though. The Himalayas is a very, very big area, so it is surprising for the same story to have been told in so many different parts of it. And travelling across it can be difficult, especially a long time ago. But it wasn't impossible even back then, and ideas have spread across remote regions all throughout human history. Just look at Buddhism, one of the biggest religions in the world. That reached the Himalayas too. Many of the indigenous people in the Himalayas were originally animist, which means they worshipped a variety of local gods usually related to nature. However, around 1500 years ago, Buddhist ideas came across from India and soon it spread all over the region. Good point, Athena. Maybe word travels fast in the mountains, especially as everything you say will echo loads. But none of that explains our second piece of evidence. Second piece of evidence. All the sightings of the Yeti. Oh, here we go. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. In 1925, explorer N.A. Tombazi was hiking in the Himalayas when he saw a large, hairy creature moving on two legs. He estimated it was about six feet tall and covered in long, dark hair. Tombazi described it as a tall, naked figure tugging at rhododendron bushes. Unquestionably, the figure in outline was exactly like a human being, walking upright and stopping occasionally to uproot or pull at the bushes. It showed up dark against the snow and, as far as I could make out, wore no clothes. You know what I'm going to say, don't you? I haven't the faintest. Where is the proof? 
Okay, I did have the faintest. That's just one person. What he saw could have been anything, including a bear, of which there were plenty in the Himalayas. Do bears tug on rhododendron bushes? Do yetis? Well, maybe it was the chilled yeti collecting flowers for their yoga class. Okay, okay, but really, what about the Sherpas in the 40s in Nepal who claimed they were attacked by what they called Zute, a tall, scary, ape-like animal that bellowed at them whilst they hid in a cave and it ate two of their yaks. There were several Sherpas there and they all agreed it was a yeti. That could also have been a bear. Just hear me out. Bears are hairy and their fur needs to be especially thick in the Himalayas. And get this, they can also walk on two legs. And bears are, quite frighteningly, capable of eating large animals like yaks. It's not common, but it happens, especially in the Himalayas, where they have several species of large bears, including the Himalayan black bear and the Himalayan brown bear. Just because we've got bear clues doesn't mean they're bear clues. And there's also a third piece of evidence. Third piece of evidence. The mysterious Yeti footprints. Uh, footprints that may be from a Yeti? All right, go on, tell us more. Over the years, there have been many photos taken of strange footprints in the Himalayas. Some are from as recently as 2019. But the most famous picture of a footprint was taken by explorer Eric Earl Hapton in 1951. It shows what looks like the footprint of a monkey, but it's quite large and wide, and the toes are spread widely apart. The middle toes are much longer than the big toe, and experts have agreed that it doesn't look like it comes from any animal that we currently know of. Yeah, but the explorer didn't know when the footprint was made, so it's very possible that it was the footprint of something perfectly ordinary, you know, like a bear. What have you got against bears, Athena? Oh, I just don't like their grisly attitude. But let me finish, because what I was about to say is that it could be something like a bear, but... As the snow was melted by the sun and the wind blew the snow particles around, the shape of the footprint could have become distorted. That means it was changed, so it didn't look the same as when it was first made. I'm not so sure. It was only one footprint too, which fits much more in line with the yoga yeti that some believe in. Maybe he was doing a one-legged prayer pose. I just don't think the yeti sounds all that intolerable to me. Abominable? Yeah, that one. Uh, hello, hello. I'm here for the new Yeti yoga session. Come in, welcome, take a seat. Ah, a Yeti! Don't be scared. This class is all about being calm and relaxed to help you achieve your true Yeti self. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were meant to be scary. No, no. Everyone says that about me, but I'm very chilled, really. Usually because it's snowy in the Himalayas. <laughs> okay, let's begin with my favourite, the mountain pose. Deep breath and stand up straight. Now copy me as we do the tugging rhododendron bushes pose. Deep breath, bend the knees and arms like you're doing angry gardening. Oh, oh, wow. I can really feel that in my calves. Calves? But I told them to bring my lunch for after the class. I meant legs. Oh, yes. Sorry. Come, come, come. Now, they're eating someone else's yaks pose. Deep breath. 
arms like you're tearing into the giant hairy cow and gnaw your jaw like so. No, no, no. Uh, uh, okay. Nom, 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 nom. You are very good at this. Now to reach your true Yeti core. Take a deep breath and then roar as loudly as you can. Wow! I feel amazing! Thanks so much! That reputation you've got really isn't fair. Well, it's not really to do with how scary I am. So, what do I owe you for the class? That's £200, please. £200? £200! That is abominable! Every single time. I knew I shouldn't have left Everest. <sighs> oh, see? It's only his yoga class prices that are terrifying. Tiernan, the Yeti doesn't do yoga. And that's even if there is a Yeti. Well, with reviews like that, he'll definitely struggle to run regular classes that anyone would want to go to. Anyway, it's not up to you if the Yeti is real or not. It's up to the chief detectives. I know, which is why we should summarise all the evidence for them right now. Let's do it. Evidence recap. The first piece of evidence was the many different myths of the Yeti all across the Himalayas. But like any stories and folklore, these could have been spread by word of mouth by people who travelled across the region. The second piece of evidence were the eyewitness accounts of tall, hairy creatures who walked on two legs and pulled on bushes and terrorised yaks. But there is no other proof, and these sightings could just as easily have been bears. The final piece of evidence is the strange footprints that were found in the snow, which don't resemble any creature we know. But these footprints could have been distorted over time by the sun and the wind to look completely different from when they were originally made. So, now we're handing it over to you, Chief Detectives. What do you think? Are you a Yeti Mythbuster? Or a Yeti Myth Truster? We want to hear from you and what you think, and most importantly, which side you're on. Obviously mine though, right? Ah, oh, they're on Team Buster with this one. Send us your voice notes with an explanation of why you're a myth truster or myth buster when it comes to the legend of the Yeti. All you have to do is ask your grown-ups to help you email us your voice notes to hello at bustortrust.com. Tell us your name, age, what you think all the evidence means and please, please make sure your grown-ups give us permission to use your voice notes in our next episode. We won't always be able to use all of them. But we do love to hear them and here are some thoughts from you lot, our chief detectives, on the last few episodes. Wow, Barbara the tortoise, thank you for getting in touch. I suppose you might have sent this ages ago, but it took a little while to get here at your speed. And really good suggestion. I can't believe that we didn't put together that Paddington is from Peru and so are the Nazca Lines. And so, well, he could have drawn them. Maybe that's what the next film is about. He probably did it by accident after setting off a lawnmower or something. Great theory. Thanks, Barbara. Oh, thanks to all of you. We make a great team. And we'll see you next time for more Bust or Trust. Innominable, accommodable, honourable. Tiernan, I know it's hard to say, but try it with me. A bomb in a bull. No, that wasn't what I was trying to do, Athena. 
It's okay. Nothing to be ashamed of. It's a very tricky word. I know. That's why I'm trying to find other words to rhyme with abominable for my Yeti rap. Yeti rap. Oh, no. He's got so many titles, he's abominable. But if you met him, you'd know he's honourable. He does yoga and there's no way abominable. That's my Yeti! I think even a Yeti would say that effort was, well, you know, unbearable. Oh, bears again. 